everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board podcast. My name is Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. How you doing, man? Well, well, man, I really can't get this going. <laughs> I am doing great, Steve. We got the NFL draft coming up. I've got two days, um, two days off here coming up for the rest of the week. So my brain is like between working, get, trying to get five days worth of work done in three days, and then vacation. So it's somewhere in the middle there. I can squeeze a little bit of football in here for us. And the NFL draft is just about a week away now while we're recording. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's closing in quickly. And as a 49ers fan, I can't wait for it to get here because I am tired of hearing the back and forth. This quarterback, this, that quarterback, it's, uh, I'm, I'm over it. You just <laughs> want to be it. able to go buy your Mac Jones jersey. Uh, yeah, sure. Like, anyway, like, I'd almost rather not have the pick at this point. <laughs> I'm yeah. just so sick yep. of it. Just give me Jimmy G and just move along. No, uh, yeah, yeah, that. But yeah, we'll have our answer soon enough. And we will. Um, listening to this, it'll be under a week for us, just over a week here. Yeah, not going to be uh, not going to be long at all. And then you're stuck in the draft and you're waiting, what is it, 10 minutes, 15 minutes between each pick? Yeah, I mean, it starts at <laughs> 7. It probably won't be over till what, 11 for the first round? So you're yeah. looking at 32 picks in four hours. Yeah, all that anticipation, and then you just got to sit and wait and wait yep. and wait. And, it might be yeah. longer than that. I think the last one is usually like midnight because it's, it's, it's you know a solid, yeah, at least 10 minutes per pick, plus the trade is another 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah, it gets kind of annoying. Can be pretty brutal. Yeah, but what can you do? No, not much you can do. Yeah, as we mentioned on the last episode, today we're going to be going over our draft predictions. Uh, we did that last year. We did it this year. It's kind of, uh, well, the beginning of like season three of the Trust Your Board podcast. Huh? Truly is. We'll maybe call it season three, episode one, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is, right? <laughs> and of course, uh, I don't a, think this, this mock draft two podcast. fun mocks don't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Mock draft podcast should start with a non-mock draft episode, right? It only <laughs> seems fitting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, yeah, so we're going to go through some quarterbacks, some running backs, a um, bunch of wide receivers, a few tight ends, and uh, just get a prediction on what team and uh, round we think they're going to go in. Uh, I, I think last year, Will, we tallied it up, and whoever had the most officially got to decide who we were drafting with our 103 last year. Yeah. Um, Was that last year or the two years ago? Because last year, because we didn't do this last. Oh, we had the one hundred two and the one hundred three, right? Yeah, so that, that was the big was. thing. Is we we had the one hundred three at the time. I had won this little competition, but then we got to the draft. We had bought the one hundred two and the one hundred three, yep, yep. and I think we were pretty well aligned on everything. So yeah, it, really it was matter. a little easier that way. Yeah, now um, we just traded for the one hundred one. Um, lucky us, and yes. I think we're pretty aligned there. The so I don't know. Yeah, and the 108. So maybe the, the winner of this picks the 108. I don't know. Yeah, We're pretty yeah. aligned on a lot of things. I so think I'm not we sure. Are, like, I know <laughs> we'll probably go through it here, but you know, I think there's like a, a top eight. Now that's going to include a quarterback and a tight end, and a lot of people don't love that for rookie mock drafts. But I think there's a pretty solid eight and maybe a few receivers that you could argue in there. So I think we're in pretty good shape with, with the eighth pick there. But yeah, we could say, you know, final final say right you know 50 and 50 50 percent plus one vote type of thing yep yeah that's fair we could do that um yeah exciting so yeah are you ready to uh jump right in 
Yeah, yeah. I actually pulled up here on the Fantasy Pros website a NFL consensus mock draft. I was looking around to get just, you know, if you look at their website, they usually have the most consensus rankings where they're just pulling in a lot of the industry experts' rankings together to get you a consensus. So this is going to, you know, goes through at least the first two rounds. So it should be most of our players here. I'm going to get an idea of, you know, what the industry thinks. Um, so I'll kind of try to pull up each player and, you know, after we kind of say what we think, just to get an idea of what the industry thinks here. And, and um, yeah, we'll see who gets the most right here. I, I don't know the exact numbers last year, but I'd imagine it's something similar to a baseball average here that, that you can hope for, right? If you're hitting 30, 35% of your, of your picks here, I think that's <laughs> probably pretty respectable. We're not looking at NFL completion percentage. Yeah, I think um, uh, we were awarded one point for the the correct team and one point for the round. I think, I think the final score is me with nineteen and you with fifteen or sixteen, which is like um, absurd because we probably did at least what thirty forty players. That's so two pick two points per per, uh, per player. Yeah, we did we did really good in the beginning, and then we got like yeah. slaughtered once you get into like which the third the second round. third round. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, day two and which, then early day day three is just brutal. Yeah, and like, you know, fantasy experts always kind of experts, as if we're experts. But yeah, you know, anyone in the fantasy industry tends to to overvalue those positions. I'm like, oh yeah, of course you're gonna draft this running back in the second round. Where meanwhile yep. the NFL is like, no, this dude's like a fourth rounder. Yep. I don't know what you're talking about. Yep. So uh the yeah, and then you just gotta have fun with it. Third round is gonna be all wide receivers in yeah. most of our yeah, most of our mobs yeah. in there. But yeah, we'll see. It's hopeful, wishful thinking, because you want these guys to be relevant and anybody Outside of the first three rounds, you're really losing a lot when it comes to draft capital. If you can get your the guys you like drafted in the first three rounds, there's a good chance they're going to get on the field and have a longer you know, leeway. But I think it was like two years ago, the Keem Butler went in the fourth round, and he was you know going into it a lot of people's top five, probably top ten receiver. Most people are thinking he's going to go in the second or third round, and he ends up going in the fourth, and obviously hasn't done much since. But you know, with that draft capital. You know, they, they didn't feel the need to be tethered to him for as long. So draft capital is important. Focus on those guys that go in those top three rounds. The latter rounds, you know, you're maybe going to get a couple of running backs in the fourth round, but latter rounds, it's going to be a crapshoot for sure. Yeah, well said. Let's go ahead and uh, jump in before we do. Of course, go ahead and uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Trust Your Board. You can also subscribe on YouTube if you want to watch all our picks. We just got to screen up of uh, all our predictions here for this one, but usually we have the mock drafts going. Well, I, I think we can really skip over the first one. Um, we both got Trevor Lawrence going uh, in the first round, the 101 to the Jaguars. I believe every expert known the man has the same. I, I don't think we really need to talk about that at all. Yeah, these first two picks, um, and, and first one for sure, second one I think is very likely, should be starting out 4-0 here when it comes to points. Yeah, for sure. So the second one being Zach Wilson to the Jets. Um, th- that was my prediction. I'm still not entirely on board with it like obviously that's where i'm gonna put my bet and that's where i did but Mm -hmm. i'm more on the sides that they could go fields than a lot of other people and not that that's yeah an overwhelming majority but it's just a nagging thought yeah it's interesting i mean and 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 that was busy you know industry uh for the consensus they have 16 different mock drafts compiled here and 100 percent of them have trevor lawrence one to jacksonville zach wilson two to new york yeah, so the, the third one is where it gets interesting. So we got Justin Fields up here. Um, I have the 49ers sticking with the pick. 
um, and drafting fields. Uh, you have him going to the Broncos. Um, I guess, yeah, you have 49ers drafting Mac Jones. Um, so, yeah, you got the Broncos, I guess, trading up. Either trade up or, I mean, they're, I, I think he's a stud. I think he's the second best. You could argue Zach Wilson, but I like him the second best in the draft year. But it just seems like a lot of people are just souring on him. And, and it seems like there's, you know, um, a narrative that he's not, you know, a worker. Right, we've seen the talent on the field. We know he's he can do it at the high level. There's a narrative that he's one of those last to show up, first to leave type of guys. I, you know, seen him enough as a Penn State fan watching him play. Penn State recruited him. He ended up going to Georgia, transfers to Ohio State. So saw him playing enough. And you know, I I didn't see it. You know, that on the field, you probably don't get that. You know, especially in college, it's hard to really tell. But I think there's definitely a chance that he drops, right? I think we think Trevor and Wilson go, and then it's the it's the, the the Niners pick at number three is really where it hinges. If they do go Lance or Mac Jones, I think that opens up the floodgates for the Niners or for um, Falcons to possibly trade down. So that could be, you know, the Broncos trading up, could be a slow team trading up, but someone else maybe trades up and they want to get Lance, right? Because let's say where I'm at projecting Mac Jones goes to the Niners and someone else trades up for Lance. You know, I think there's a good chance the Broncos could sit Pat and grab the fifth quarterback. And if that ends up being anyone other than Mac Jones, I think they'd be thrilled, maybe even move up. So I think Broncos either move up just a little bit or stand Pat and, and get whichever quarterback falls to them, which I don't know that it's right, but I think I think it's Fields. Yeah, that's fair. Uh the next one, Trey Lance. Um this is where, and I guess I should explain uh, I rolled the dice on a lot of picks here. <laughs> um, and I was telling you last night that I was, I didn't really like what I did and I was going to undo some of it and make it more reasonable. And then literally about an hour ago, I decided, no, I'm just going to put it all back and I will stick to my stupid guns. Um, this is one of those. So we got Trey Lance. You have, uh, him going to the Patriots in the first round. I have him going to Washington in the first round. Um, so you want to talk about your, your Patriots play a little bit there? Is that a trade up? Is he falling down? What's happening? Here? Yeah, I think that's a trade up. I think what I have actually going on here, my premise with all the quarterbacks was the, the Falcons get a ton of offers, but they end up standing pat. And I think I have them taking pits. No, I, I think that they have, I have them taking the receiver or, you know, at either when they trade down, I think they're going to stand pat and that's, what's going to push down some quarterbacks. Um, I've got, you know, preview Mac Jones going to three to the Niners. So I think Patriots move up maybe in that Carolina pick, right? And they grab either Lance or Fields. I have them taking Lance and Fields going to the Broncos. Um but I, I've heard a lot more clamor recently that, you know, Washington, whether they should or will, you know, move up because as a NFC East fan, as an Eagles fan, I think everyone in the NFC East outside of the Washington fan base was really hoping that they won the division this year because they definitely have the most complete team outside of quarterback. So if they were in the top 10, it'd be much easier for them to go up and get one of these guys. Being, I think, the 20th pick, 18th pick, somewhere in there, they're 19. It's going to be hard for them to get a quarterback unless they move up. But if they want to win, you know, with a relatively cheap, you know, defense, they don't have to pay um, their top pick from last year, Chase, a ton. So... I think this is the time to move up if I'm Washington, you know, especially if someone slips to five or ten. 
you got to, you know, make a big time offer and go get you that quarterback to maximize this window. And that was that was really my thought process. I was sitting there thinking like, hey, they need a quarterback. You know, they can afford to trade up because they got a good defense already. They got a mm-hmm. rookie or not a rookie, but a rookie contract wide receiver and a running back. Like They're sitting in a pretty good spot, um, all things considered. So they yeah. can pay up to move up. And then I thought, hey, Trey Lance, you know, he's a good passer. He's a good rusher. That is someone that Rivera has worked with in the past. Cam Newton, good rusher. Um, And it's someone that a lot of people think might need some time to kind of adjust to the NFL. And you got Fitzpatrick there. And that's what Fitzpatrick does best anymore. So, you know, you could give him some time. So that was the thought. Um, I was going to remove it because Washington didn't go to his second pro day which kind of mm-hmm. worried me a little bit. Um, and then the whole idea of training up and, you know, it, it kind of worried me, but that's ended up, you know, I was just like, ah, screw it. You know, just cause they didn't go to a pro day doesn't mean you like them. They might've just saw everything they needed to see in the first one. Um, so I, uh, I stuck it in there and uh, I will stand by it. It's going to be an interesting to see if, if that happens or not. Patriots, you know, you pick the Patriots there. That would also be a really interesting move um, and probably a smart one on their part. Yeah. But uh, I, I got Jimmy G more so in the Patriots uh, on their Patriots mind. So that's why I didn't go that route. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, and this is this is why it's so difficult because there's a lot of teams that have the opportunity to trade up and a lot of teams that are thinking about moving down. So it should be interesting come draft day. It should be one of the more, more exciting um, when it comes to trades, hopefully. It is. Um, not sure how much we need to talk about the next one. Mac Jones, you have him go to the 49ers. Obviously, a ton of rumors mm-hmm. there um, in the first round. I have him in the first round going to the Bears. Um, anything you want to really talk about on, on your prediction there? No, I think it's just <clears throat> a lot of what I've been hearing is Mac Jones to the Niners. And maybe it's more wishful thinking because as an Eagles fan at 12, if Mac Jones can definitely go in the top, you know, and anywhere in the top 12 really but earlier it's going to push more talent down especially if five quarterbacks can get drafted out of out of the eagles pick at 12 gives me a shot i mean as an eagles fan i'm really hoping for either chase waddle smith or the corner patrick sertan so i think that's you know my ideal fit so i think there's a good chance one of them are still there you know if five quarterbacks go ahead of them and tackle possibly another defensive player, maybe a defensive lineman gets overdrafted. So maybe wishful thinking, but also kind of just playing off of a lot of what I've seen and, and heard that seems like Kyle Shanahan really likes Mac Jones. Yeah. And I got him going to the bears and it's more of like, part of it was me not wanting to leave this draft without the bears getting someone somewhat yeah. high profile. Um, and it's also be, a, a two-part step and like a, a stupid idea I have going for the Bears. Um, but, uh, I have them trading up. Um, I think they're in the 20 spot right now, 1920, something like that. And I have them trading up um, somewhere up there to get uh, Mac Jones. And yeah, I mean, a lot of it just comes out of the doll. And I can't see them leaving without a quarterback. Um, with that said, the next and the last quarterback that we have is Kyle Trask. You have the Bears grabbing him in the third. Um, I have the Patriots grabbing him in the third. So you kind of take care of the Bears uh, issue there. Um, I look at that and say it's probably not high profile enough. Like, I don't yeah. know. He's kind of like a game manager. And, and that could be perfectly fine with Chicago with, you know, the defense and stuff. That, that could be fine. It's just, I don't know. I was thinking more high profile. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking you're thinking along the same lines with that they need to walk out of here with a quarterback. 
Yeah, it's more, you know, probably what you're thinking with New England. You know, they can run with Dalton this year. And then, you know, if you maybe see what you have in Trask, fine, but you didn't invest a ton with a third. Third, still pretty valuable. But if you're investing a top two pick, you know, top two round pick, you got to make sure it's an elite level guy. And I just don't see one fall into them. And, you know, in my mind, they don't move up in, you know, in my mock here. So I would imagine they want to come away with something just to be able to say they got a quarterback. Uh, but I don't think this is the one that their fan base envisions being the guy. Yeah, and you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I went with the Patriots. Again, as I said earlier, I, I think they make a play for Jimmy G. Uh, but I do think they go ahead and they draft a quarterback as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, a third round is a solid, you know, solid capital, but it's not, you know, you have to start kind of capital. Um, and I see him kind of hedging, you know, Jimmy G, some question marks around him. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. plenty of them. So you know, you the idea. My thought process is you get for him, you get him, and then you kind of hedge of like, well, if he isn't as good as we thought, then you have you know a rookie that you know maybe you could take a look at. Because I mean, Cam's obviously getting older, and yeah, I don't even remember who was the other guy. Um, Stidham, he's obviously not going to be anything. So adding someone else in a third round is fair capital, and I think it's someone that can work with. With Belichick as a like a game manager, you rely on a good defense, you get a good running game going, yada yada yada. Kind of like their early years with Brady. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I threw him over there with the Patriots. All right. Well, that about quarterbacks. I'm sure there'll be a few other guys going. Um, but I feel like outside of those top five, that's really the only ones that matter. Trask, I think, is probably the next one. But he, or I'm sure one of these other quarterbacks that are going to be drafted in the, you know two through five range, you know, we'll be either backup or maybe one of them breaks out. But I think it's really those top five that we talked about that are really going to be relevant here for your dynasty drafts. For sure. You could take any of the other quarterbacks and, you know, replace them with Trask and yeah, they can go to the bears. They can go to the Patriots. You know, we just added an, an extra quarterback in there and a non high profile quarterback in there just to, to mm-hmm. take a shot on somebody. But yeah, it's pretty rotational. You can rotate that name out with anybody. Yeah. Uh, we got running backs next. Um, our first one here, Will, is uh, ETN. You got him going to the Dolphins in the second. I have him going to the Bucks, the back of the first. Uh, a lot of people have the Dolphins grabbing a, a running back. I'm assuming you, uh, you're thinking they would need an upgrade, and he's a, obviously a, a great guy to grab, right? Yeah, I mean, ETN, I see him as the second best rusher in the uh... In the draft here, I think he's a dynamic player. I just don't see. I I, I get you know Bucks need players, um, you know, during that position, but they have a they have a bunch. Maybe they need youth. Maybe they don't believe in Vaughn. I just don't see the Bucks taking him there. I think he falls into the second round, and you know, someone in that top ten of the second round scoop him up there. And that's where I have the Dolphins getting him. I think they're definitely going to go running back. Could see them taking Najee, but I don't believe they do. I think they go with another just kind of either defensive player or if they get a skill player in the top five with their, you know, 20, you know, late teens, 20 pick. I think they're going to go with another impact player, knowing that they can get a running back a little bit later. Yeah, that's fair. I have the Bucks in, in more of like a Kansas City mold uh, last year where. They didn't have to get a running back, um, 
but they weren't exactly happy with what they had and yeah. they did in CEH. And I can see that here. Like Rojo's fine. Uh, Fournette was really good in the playoffs, but I mean, most of the season he was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vaughn clearly not super happy with you bring in Geo. So, you know, I think this gives you that, that all purpose kind of, I think he's been compared to Camara a few times kind of back. Um, like a David Johnson can, can run, can catch, can kind of do it all um, that Bruce Arians likes. So took a shot there. Definitely uh, more of a gamble. Um, maybe letting the, the chiefs and, and what they did last year seep into my head a little bit too much, but uh, took that shot. And the next one, uh, I don't think uh, we need to talk about too much. We're both aligned. I think a lot of people are, we have uh Najee going to the Steelers in the first round. Anything you want to mention there? Yeah, I mean, I think this is the ideal fit for Najee and anyone like us that has the one-on-one. Dolphins, I think, would be great, too. I mean, I really hope that he goes to one of those. So if he can fall to Pittsburgh, great. The Dolphins can scoop him up. I'm cool with that, too. Any other situation, you know, there's probably a few other good ones there. I just don't see any ones that are as perfect of a fit as those two. So Pittsburgh, just I feel like it makes too much sense. Yep, agreed. Uh, next one, Javante Williams. Uh, I find yours really interesting. You have the Jaguars taking him in the second round. Um, I have the Jets taking him in the second round. I mean, my uh, my play is pretty easy. The Jets need a running back pretty bad. They're going to try to surround Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, whoever with weapons, and they're going to need a running back to do that. Yeah, uh, Pretty simple narrative. Uh, Jaguars, you have them going with a, a pretty high-profile running back despite having James Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they like what they have in Robinson. They brought in, I think, Carlos Hyde and Malcolm Brown. So two guys that, you know, are depth and, and veterans, but nothing that you're really going to build around. So I think, you know, getting another, you know, prominent running back like Javante Williams can really make for a nice one-two punch with James Robinson. And I believe they have two second-round picks. So I have this as, like, their latter second-round pick. Um, and then them taking someone else a little bit later with their earlier second round pick but yeah i I, you know i just think it it makes sense and i think that he's just a very you know i think it's these three are kind of the top tier running backs when it comes to the draft here these three we mentioned and you know just a position that while you have a good young player i you know you saw a lot from him you saw he could do it in the league but you know i don't think that it's definitely someone you're going to you shy away from the position when you're trying to put weapons around a rookie quarterback, just like the Jets are. So I think we both were draft a nice young running back to grow with our young quarterback. Um, so we'll see. I think that was just more of like a value pick for the Jets or sorry for the Jaguars. Yeah. And no, our next one, we got Michael Carter. Um, this is where you have the Jets stepping in in the third. I have the Patriots grabbing him in the fourth. I am assuming uh, your Jets pick is pretty much all I said. You just yeah. have a, a different running back going. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a passing down guy. Cause I think they went and got what Tevin Coleman and somebody else maybe. And then Michael Carter, you know, it's kind of like if it, from, from what I've seen, Williams and Carter were kind of like a thunder lightning type thing. Carter's more of the passing down guy. Williams is more your first and second. I think he can do it all, but Carter seems like more the mold of a James White. So it makes sense that the Patriots would like to scoop him up there in the fourth. But I think the Jets in the third round want to get a young running back for their for their uh, for their rookie quarterback, and you know a nice passing down running back would you know, it's great. You see your quarterbacks typically want to throw it to. The running back early, especially younger, their earlier in their career. Yep, and you pretty much hit the nail on the head with my my Patriots thought is that you know, and imagine 
James White's probably short for his tenure in the Patriots. So he'll probably be moving on. Michael Carter would be a good replacement. Like you said, good pass catcher. Um, decent running back as well, if you can get him on the outside. Um, not so much yeah. between the tackles kind of guy. But on the outside, he's pretty good. And I think a key thing that Belichick's really going to like is the man doesn't fumble. Um, I forget. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the stat. But I think it's the past two years he hasn't fumbled. Um, something to that degree. Pretty insane. But I'd imagine uh, Bill is going to be loving that. Yes, I think he'll be very happy. Indeed. Our, our next one, I'm I'm really surprised because, you know, you get further down the list and, and you, you tend not to match up as much. But we both got Kenneth Gainwell going to the Falcons. Um, you have him in the fourth. I have him in the third. It's a little bit different there, but both picking the Falcons. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Falcons definitely are going to take a running back here. If they don't go get you all the Mike Davis shares you can for this year in Dynasty, redraft too, right? I think Mike Davis will feast if they don't take a rookie. And I think he still is valuable. Um, to take a rookie, but I'm pretty confident they're going to take one somewhere between you know three and four. Maybe they jump or one and you know earlier at one and two. But if they end up trading down from four, maybe they pick up a uh, you know a lot more draft picks and it allows them to take one a little earlier. But right here, I've got them taking them in the fourth. But yeah, I think Falcons are a good fit for them there. Yeah, agreed. I mean, you could kind of you mentioned Thunder and Lightning earlier. You could kind of do the same thing because yeah. Gainwell's another guy that, that he can't really run inside. Um, so you can use him as your outside guy and, and Mike Davis is your inside guy. You can establish that, but one way or another, I see the Falcons got to take somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, if they only listened to me last year and drafted, I think Dobbins and had him wait a year behind Gurley, they would have all these problems solved, but they didn't. And here we are. Yes. So <laughs> both having them take, uh, Gainwell there. Trey Sermon is next on the docket. We both have him going in the fourth. You got him going to uh, my 49ers. I have him going to the Jaguars. Uh, you think the 49ers need a pass catcher there? Yeah. I mean, I, I well, I guess a runner. I mean, he obviously can catch passes as well, but I just think they want to keep their strength strong, right? He's fairly big guy for running back, six foot, 215. Um, you know, and he's played a lot. Oklahoma, high states, he's played in big situations. I just think the Niners, you know, they lose McKinnon, still free agent, I believe. They, it's really just Mostert and Wilson they have left. So neither guy are, you know, particularly young, both mid 20s. I think it just makes sense to grab yourself a young running back. You know, Hasty showed out okay, but I don't think it was perfect. Seems to be more of an early down runner. So it could be a guy that you, you know, can train behind a, a Mostert and fill in when needed. Yeah, and I mean, kind of the same deal with the Jaguars. Like, they need somebody else. You got James Robinson. Um, like you mentioned, they got Hyde and Malcolm Brown. But, you know, there's, there's there's a lot left to be desired with those two. So to add a young player is nice. I can see them going in a later round. Like, I got him going in the fourth. Um, like you said, he's, he's kind of all-purpose. He's got a really good build. Um, mm-hmm. and that's going to translate well. He could catch the ball, which I think is nice. I could see him being a nice third round or a, a third down kind of guy that, that steals some carries away from James Robinson. That's really why I put him there. Um, obviously, we're both aligned on the fourth, so we got our timing about uh, pretty good there. Jamar Jefferson, you have the Saints grabbing him in the fourth. Um, I have him going quite a bit later to the Broncos in the sixth. Um I was thinking about the Saints. The Tavis Murray's still on a contract there, right? I believe so. I believe so as well. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be pretty close to the end. And obviously, you got um, Kamara on his second contract now. So 
You just want to make sure you can go out and get a, a young running back to to get behind them there. And I think that, you know, he seems to be a pretty good fit. He's a change of pace guy, so he'll probably learn a thing or two from Kamara because Kamara can kind of do it all. And, yeah, I think he can fit in, in most offensive schemes. Um, but uh, I just think, you know, a good running back there. I'd, later in the draft here, I feel like it's tough to kind of pair teams up with the players with the exact teams that they'd be. So I'm just kind of taking shots on some of these guys. I haven't watched a ton of, you know, game film or, or on, on a few of these later guys just yet. So, yeah, I think he's just, from what I've read, he's uh, going to be just a solid running back. And, you know, fourth round, I think that's really where you're seeing, you know, kind of the tail end of your running backs that are really going to have a, have an impact here. Yeah. I see him as a sick depth play for the Broncos. Um, kind of a late shot. The six might be too late. I think sometimes when I did some of these round adjustments, I, I kind of did what we were talking about earlier where I might, I don't remember if it was him specifically, but I have him like in the fourth. I was like, yeah. you know what? It's probably that the fantasy and me talking and I brought him back down. Yeah. Um, so I don't, again, I don't remember if that was his situation or not, but I just look at the Broncos and they're one of the teams that I think need to leave with a running back. Got Melvin Gordon, pretty solid, getting a little bit older. Um, and, and then they grab Mike Boone, which is fine, but I, I think you would like to have somebody else added there. Uh, and it's a pretty decent fit, I think. So like you said, it's kind of hard to predict. It's, you see a need on a team and you take a shot, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really what it is going through the draft. Yeah, um, the next one I actually do have a little bit of reasoning behind to, to some degree. Um, we got um, Chuba here next. You got him going to the Texans at five. I got the 49ers at four. Um, really the same thought process that you had. The 49ers should probably come away with a running back. And given that Kyle Shanahan can kind of create a running back, a productive running back out of just about anybody, I think he's a pretty good like upside shot. Like, Yeah. Of course, you know, if he had just, you know, if we were talking about the draft last year and he was coming out, he'd be one of the top guys, right? Yeah, and that's absolutely. that's the worry with a lot of your rookies is sometimes they just disappear the next year. Um, Bryce Love, it just got, uh, he hasn't been picked up yet. Um, and he's definitely one that stayed in school just a year too long. So it, he falls in that category. And I think if somebody can kind of recapture that magic and, show the the greatness again it'll be the 49ers of Kyle Shanahan because they can do it with anybody so I see this kind of upside shot for them will it happen eh maybe um it probably just end up with a in a committee but the 49ers wouldn't be a bad fit there you have the Texans grabbing their like sixth running back on the roster seventh running back I've lost track of everyone they've added (laughs) All of the ones they have are thirty plus. I feel like though, I don't <laughs> yeah, think Duke's sure seems that way. Duke's a free agent still, but yeah, you got David Johnson. You got, I guess, Bill Blinsey's fairly Ingram. young, uh, but yeah, yeah Ingram. Young. So I think they want to get a young guy, um, and and I I think you know they could use they could use help everywhere, but a good young running back is is you know always valuable, and I think he will get discounted because of his you know lack of production this year. Yeah, I think he had like a ridiculous amount of like low amount of catches that just doesn't make sense for a guy that can catch the ball and, and you know was ultra productive, you know, the first few years up until last year. So yeah, I think he's a really good running back. Thinks he waited one, you know, one year too many to come out and probably gonna hurt him from a draft and, and financial standpoint, at least to start his NFL career, but you know, hopefully he can get back on track and perform enough to get himself a good second contract. 
Yep, that's fair. And then the last guy uh, we're going to talk about, uh, and I don't know about you, but I don't have a, a ton of, of reasoning, but uh, Jared Patterson, you have him going to the Bills in the fifth. I got him going to the Chiefs in the sixth. Uh, I, I see the need for the Chiefs just to to grab a, a later running back to to add some depth there. And I think uh, he's a good kind of heart and soul kind of guy that Andy Reid would appreciate. Uh, and that's really the only reasoning I had behind that one. You got anything for the Bills? No, at this point it got tough because I feel like most of the teams I wanted to get a running back to had already gotten them. So I think this was just a value pick for the Bills. They got two young running backs. Um, so I'm not super confident there. Maybe I'm just hoping more for the round to work out. But yeah, I, I you don't know you know a ton about him. From all, all accounts, you know, it's kind of the end of the usable backs that I've seen, uh, you know, out of this draft class. So I think he, you know, that's a shot. But, you know, I just, uh, you know, we'll see if he, you know, where he ends up going. Yeah, that is that's fair. So that that's going to wrap up the running backs. We'll move over to the wide receivers here. We'll start with uh, Jalen. Uh, sorry, Jalen Waddle. The Lions. You have him going to in the first round. I have him going to the Bears. Uh, I've seen a lot of people having him uh, to the Lions there. So you are not alone in that thought process. Yeah, I'm thinking. You know, there's going to be three running back or three wide receivers taken here. And I, and as much as I'd love to get one of those three uh, at the 12th pick, I don't believe any of them go uh, top three guys to the Eagles. And I have Waddle going second out of the three to the Lions. I think the Lions could really use some pass catchers. Obviously, you still have your boy Quintez Cephas, and they signed yeah, two wide receivers, I believe. Perriman. Tyrell, Tyrell, and Perryman, yeah. So. You know, nothing to truly build around. So I think Waddle makes sense. He's super explosive. Like, Waddle has probably got maybe the most upside of everyone here. The only downside to him is, is, you know, he's got a little injury risk and maybe some concentration on a few short passes. But I think his ceiling's to the roof. He, you know, he's he's kind of like Ruggs, where he's a speed guy, he's deep threat, but he's got, like, much better route running. Excellent vision, probably think, more like Tyreek, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, but he, he's yeah, that's probably your closest, you know, guy coming out to Tyreek. I don't know that anyone's going to hit that for a while, but yeah, I mean, he's going to be that guy that NFL teams fall in love with just because of the speed and just the game breaking ability. So, I think he's going to go early. I think Chase kind of has that just prototypical mold that he's going to be the first guy taken, but I think Waddle goes ahead. I mean, I'm hoping Waddle or Smith fall to the Eagles, but. And my mock here, I don't have them getting that far down. I have all three going in the top 11 picks. Yeah, that's fair. I have them going to the Bears. This is part two of my stupid Bears stuff. So <laughs> uh, um, I have the Bears trading up to get Mac Jones, and then I have them trading back into the first round to grab Waddle. Um, kind of like what I was saying with Washington with Trey Lance, it, the Bears have all the pieces. You know, they, they got the defense, they got a good enough running back, um, they got a wide receiver. Mooney's not bad as a second one, but they got Allen Robinson. Uh, they need a quarterback and ideally another wide receiver. So I think Waddle would would counter Allen Robinson pretty well. And you're also preparing for the future a little bit where, you know, how much longer, you know, you're franchising Allen right now or Robinson, but, you know, how much longer is he going to be around? So yeah, if he does stick around, then you get two awesome players. Uh, if he doesn't, then you move Waddle up to your, ideally your number one role um, and you go out and find yourself a two. But Big gamble on my part there, uh, for sure. Um, but I think the logic's there. 
Uh, the next one, Will, I don't think we have to talk too much about. We're a lot, uh, aligned, and I think a lot of the experts are as well. Um, we got Chase both going to the Dolphins in round one. Yeah, yeah, I think he's the the top guy on my board here. Like I said, I like both of the Bama receivers and a couple other guys to talk about, but Chase was a monster two years ago, opted out this year, and I think that's kind of you know discounted him to a lot of people just because he's not the guy you've seen recently. But yeah, I think it's you know pretty easy. Chase the Dolphins makes sense. Maybe he goes one pick earlier if they since he's feeling frisky, but I think they got to go tackle so. Dolphins just sit back and get an excellent, excellent wide receiver. Yeah, that was my issue with the Bengals too. I know uh, Burrow's been asking for Chase, um, but I look at the team like you have needs everywhere else. <laughs> like you just why with T Higgins and Boyd, you're fine. But uh, it just yeah, it seems like such me. a safe pick too. Like he's got it all. Yeah, there's really no knocks on him overall. I mean, he's physical. Can get up with the contested catch. You know, he's explosive. He just, I mean, I just think he's, you know, as close as a sure thing as you can get there with a hefty amount of upside. Yep, indeed. Uh, another great one, uh, Devonta Smith. You have the Giants grabbing him in the first. I have the Lions grabbing him in the first. Uh, my thought process, more like yours with, with Waddle, you know, it, the Lions are going to need to rebuild that wide receiver core. And, you know, he is... A very complete uh, running back or running back wide receiver. He can really do it all. Um, you know, is evident by the Heisman. I think he's the first Heisman wide receiver in what twenty years or something like that. Yeah. So very good. I, I could see the Lions taking a shot on him to help rebuild that uh, wide receiver core. Um, you have the Giants adding him. I don't think I have the Giants taking any wide receivers. I don't. So I find that pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've I've read a lot that they are looking more receiver, and you'll notice this. Mock draft as an Eagles fan is just kind of like me just mapping out like the worst nightmare possible. Um, so <laughs> one of that pieces is the Giants scooping Devonta Smith one pick for the Eagles at eleven. He's just you know another guy that I think is almost can't miss. Like he such a high floor. The only knock on him is the size. He's smaller, but he is like one of the most polished route runners in the draft. He's so smooth out of his breaks. He for his size, he like looks for contact, but it's like. It's almost like a safe contact, right? He's not reckless about it. He's just, he just seems like such a smart player. And while they, you know, went out and got Galladay, I'm not, I mean, I feel like I'm not thrilled about anybody else. That's why they went out and spent big money on Galladay, right? So you want to put the best receiving core around Daniel Jones if you're going to make him work. And I think that's that's the move there. You, you take Mont Smith, you know, if Slayton keeps working, awesome. You got a lot of depth there. Stone Shepard's a solid slot guy so keep him in the slot at three you know your wide receiver three and you have an excellent wide receiver core there now yeah that makes sense uh i'm really curious to see how the next one plays out um we got bateman you have him go to the ravens in the first i have him go to the patriots in the first i think both make a lot of sense uh what was your thought process behind the ravens yeah i just think it stinks the ravens need a wide receiver and we've said that for a few years now and it just seems like such a horrible place for a receiver to go fantasy wise Team-wise, you know, you're going to win. They're a good team. But just Lamar is good for running backs and himself. Just not great for wide receivers consistently throughout the year fantasy-wise. So I just think they're going to go with one, and I can see it being the first round. And I think those top three guys are locks to go in the top 12. Like, I cannot see any of them getting past the Eagles. So I don't think any of them fall. And I think it's just a lock that the Ravens are going to take one there. And 
Bateman is the top guy on the board for me. Uh, I didn't have anybody else going receiver with the depth that's there. And it's, yeah, it stinks for Bateman in, in my mock scenario. Yeah, that's fair. I got him go to the Patriots. Uh, he just seems like a, a Patriot kind of guy. Like he's not the most flashy in the world, but like he is probably the most well-polished guy in the draft. Um, he can really kind of do it all. And we know yeah. Bill likes those kind of people. So he just seems like a really good fit. Uh, like I said, Patriots might need to trade up to pull it off. Uh, but I think uh, I think he fits, and it it's definitely a need on their end. Um, Patriots, uh, one of two teams I have drafting two running backs here, so, or wide receivers. Man, why do I keep doing that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I got him to the Patriots. Uh, with that in mind, well, we got about 15 minutes left, so we need to fly through some of these yeah, running backs here. Yeah, we'll here. go through a few. A couple guys um, I'll point out, but yeah, we can run through some of these quick. Yeah, so Terrence Marshall, you got him going to the Eagles. Uh, I got him going to the Chiefs. Now, under round, you wrote one slash two. Um, I have him just going in the first to the Chiefs. Uh, what's up with the one slash two? So the Eagles have the thirty seventh pick. I think I think they could get him there, but I could see them trading into the back of the second or okay, back of the fair. first. I've seen a mock uh, scenario where they and Buffalo just match up perfectly, where Buffalo could use another veteran player. So the Eagles use their Zach Ertz still available and basically just trade 37 and Ertz for 30. So you move up back in the first round, you lock in the guy that you want a receiver. The Bills, you know, don't really need anything specific there and they get a veteran pass catcher just to drop down seven spots. Yeah, that's fair. That that makes sense. Uh, I think he fits either way, whether it's a trade up or 37. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that makes sense. I'm good with that. Um, Chiefs, he's just kind of a counter. You got your speed guys in, in Tyreek and you got your speed guy in, in Hardman. They need to add somebody else because Hardman's not panning out. And I think um, a, a big tall guy like Marshall here would, would fit them well to play off of the two speedsters. So that was my reasoning there. Kadarius mm-hmm. uh, Tony, you got the Patriots grabbing a, a wide receiver there. You're going to agree with me. They need one. In the second, I have him going to the Titans second. Um, or is your reasoning pretty much just the same as mine with Bateman? Or Yeah, they need to get a guy. I think he's more a little more explosive, a little more of a speed guy. And I feel like they could use that. I mean, I guess... Aguilar could fit that mold, but they need to get someone. So I think they take him there in the second. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Titans just, they have a gap. Corey Davis left. They need to have yeah. another wide receiver. So pretty much thought process there. Pretty easy. Um, Rondell Moore, you have the Packers grabbing him in the first. I have the Packers getting him in the second. So aligned on the team there. Um, pretty interesting, but I mean, the, I don't know about you, Will, but there's not a lot to say. They need a wide receiver just like last year. And yep. I don't see them making that mistake again. Yeah, and I just think he's a perfect fit. You know, he's a super explosive, strong, undersized. That's the only knock on him, but he's super fast. He's, you know, I think he's a, a good number two. So if he can play next to Adams for a while, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, agreed. Um, he's got some injury concerns, right? He's been hurt quite a bit. Yeah, think. he's been. So he had a really good freshman year, but yeah, he's been in and out of games, yeah. and that's like the biggest knock on him is injury and size. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Diami Brown, uh, another one we're aligned on, which is nuts. Yeah. Um, we both have him go to the Bengals. You have him at two. I have him at three. I know my thought process here, Will, is. Uh, he is a he's a bit of a burner. He's kind of like a home run hitter kind yep. of guy, and and that's what the Bengals drafted Ross to be, and he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels like that that fills a need. Was that your, your thought yeah, process as same well? Same thing. It just makes sense. Now, I'm not a huge fan of him, especially for fantasy. He's the guy I'm steering clear of. He's just a super explosive dude. 
um, speed, but I, size. He feels like I have read that he's like a slow starter out of the breaks, just a catch reception. So I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm out on him from fantasy, but I think the speed's going to just push him up in the draft. That makes sense. Uh, next one, we got a little bit of a round difference here. St. Brown, um, you got the Bears drafting him in the second. I have the Patriots grabbing their second wide receiver in the fourth there. Um, but uh, I- I'm assuming your Bears line is is a more reasonable take on my Bears line yeah. and that they just need one, right? <laughs> yeah, they're going to take a guy, and I think he's a very solid wide receiver. He's someone that's just kind of good across the board, good route runner. He can catch the ball. He's just solid. I think he's got a high floor. I think he's, you know, going to be a wide receiver three for fantasy somewhere in that, you know, poor man's um, Robert Woods mold. Um, I just think he's solid. This is also, you'll notice most of the picks here. It's just wide receivers. Like I discounted running backs a lot and I bumped up wide receivers draft positions. So I've got a lot of receivers going in the first four rounds here. Yeah. And that makes sense. That's the way the NFL has been trending for a little while. So hard to argue with that. Um, you know, it's just another play for me is the Patriots needing to rebuild that wide receiver core and it's just not working out. Um, so I have them grabbing a, another young one, um, just like the next team that I'll be talking about for the next two picks here. Um, we have Elijah Moore. You have the Falcons grabbing him in the third. I have the Eagles grabbing him in the fourth. Uh, is this, Will, a play on Julio getting older, just needing a, a solid wide receiver three? What's what's the thought process? Yeah, and and so I, that's it. You know, get another wide receiver, and, and Gage is good, but we traded him away because we don't anticipate him being there for super long or, or having a ton of um, value overall. This is a guy that I think I'm even too low on from what I'm reading. It, it sounds like Elijah Moore, someone the NFL really likes, and I think he's going to go higher. He's a speed guy. Um, but he is a great route runner. He catches the ball. He's got great vision, agility. Like size is his big knock. He's five nine. He's small, and he's not. He doesn't. He's not super physical, but he is so quick that he's like someone that you'll tackle if you can get a hold of him. But like Tyreek, when you see him just juking people, he's just so hard to get your hands on that I don't even know. Like I would be thrilled if the Eagles got him in the fourth round. I don't know if he makes it into the third. I could see this being one of those receivers taken a little earlier. So I'm even a little lower on this guy than than i am but like i at this point i was just putting together like my wide receivers and i have him as my fifth receiver in dynasty right now yeah I, i'm looking at my fourth round and i'm kind of worried about that I, yeah. I don't i don't want to bump him up to the second but i think a third is more fair um maybe i'll make i'm just gonna do it I'm yeah i think i'm gonna bump right him now. up to the second and <laughs> I, I don't mind keeping him with the falcons but yeah i think he's a guy that i, I think is gonna go earlier yeah. Um, so obviously with a lot of my stupid trades with the Bears and the Patriots, I have the Eagles missing out on all the top guys. Yeah. And then, I mean, basically for all the reasons you said, I was like, hey, you know what? This guy makes a lot of sense. Um, I think he's got some comparisons to like Tyler Lockett. And, you know, if you're going to need to rebuild your wide receiver core, um, the, like the Eagles need to to a degree. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe Rieger works out, but I think that's a great shot to take. Uh, for everything, you know, I'm not going to repeat everything you said, but he yeah. seems like a, a wonderful. I mean, yeah, you know, he he played. On, he was on the field with um, on, in, uh, with AJ Brown and um, the other guy from Ole Miss that went to the Seahawks. Playing on his name right now, top dynasty wide receiver probably. Oh, Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf. Like, he was on the team with them. He got on the field. He had like 400 yards his freshman year playing with them. Still, so this dude really, you know, had a great video this year. He can ball. Like, I think he's going to be a riser. 
Yeah, next one on the list, uh, Nico Collins. You have the Texans grabbing a much-needed wide receiver at the three. Uh, I have him falling to the fifth, also going to the Eagles, as I got the Eagles, again, needing to add some wide receivers there. Uh, I'm assuming you just see the Texans in dire need of one. just yeah, don't have any wide receivers. <laughs> I feel like, it, yeah, they need to get someone, and they're going to – they have a lot of needs, so I don't think they take one in the first two rounds, but at a point they have to take one. Actually, they may not even have a first pick in the, a pick in the first two rounds. I know they don't have one in the first round. Yeah, yeah, maybe not the first Thomas or either. Um, mine, I, I think from a, a fit standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. You know, you got a, a fast guy in Rieger. You're getting your yeah. your all around kind of guy with Elijah Moore. I just mentioned where Nico Collins. He's like dude. your your jump ball guy. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think it it completes out that wide receiver course. So, uh, despite waiting, I kind of like what I've done with. Uh, with your team there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love those two. That'd be a perfect fit. I mean, those two with Rager. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dwayne Eskridge, you got the chiefs grabbing him in the third. The f- I got the 49ers in the fifth. You know, I, I did actually consider having him go to the chiefs. Um, you know, they like their, yeah. uh, they like their home run hitters. Yeah. Uh, so I considered that, but I, I thought the 49ers needed one. So I threw him with the 49ers. Yeah. He's a little bit older. I think he's 24. So, I mean, that could be a slight knock that he's coming in a little older. But and I think I've seen that, you know, a little inconsistent hands. But, yeah, he's a fast dude. He's he's a burner in Western Michigan. So he's definitely someone that makes sense for the Chiefs. They want to sprint. They want to run their, their track team. Yeah. Uh, we got Tylen Wallace next. Uh, I got him very high. I don't. I feel like that's a mistake. I need to double check yeah, on that. I mean, but I've, I've got him top ten. I think he's like eight or nine. So I got him in like yeah. the St. Brown Tooney range. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I'll take a look at that. Maybe I bump that down to a third. But either yeah. way, you have him go to the Panthers in the fourth. I got him go to the Saints in the second. We'll, we'll see about that. But uh, I'm assuming from your standpoint, Panthers. You know, they just lost Curtis Samuel. They can use another. Yeah, they just want to get receiver. another wide receiver to fill it out for sure. Late shot, yeah, and this is me basically looking and saying, "Hey, I'm I'm kind of giving up on Traquan." <laughs> yep. Um, and if you remove Traquan, you really need to add another wide receiver. Um, it's got some okay upside wide receiver two kind of upside, which is what the Saints need. So, uh, next we got Amari Rogers. You have the Eagles grabbing him in the fourth. I got him going to the Panthers in the sixth. Uh, I'll tell you now, my Panthers logic is the same logic that you just had. Yep. Um, I'm assuming your Eagles logic Pretty is kind of the same. The Nico, what I've yeah. been saying. He's a yeah. big contested catch guy. I mean, you don't think he's a high, super high ceiling, but he's a good yard after the catch, contested catch. He's pretty quick, good, good hands. He's just a solid receiver. Indeed. Uh, Atwell is next. You got the Patriots grabbing him in the fourth. I have the Cardinals getting him in the third. Uh, yeah, from what I saw, he's like a speedster. I didn't do a ton of research on him yet. He's one of the few I still have to like read into, but. I think he's a pretty fast guy, and Patriots could just use some more speed, just more playmakers overall. So Tony and, and Atwell, I think, would be a solid two picks to get for them. Yeah, he plays out a slot. Um, he could do like a lot of gadget stuff, like he's going to like sweeps and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which I'm looking at the Cardinals, I didn't really think they had anyone for. Um, obviously, they got Hopkins, but you look at their uh, their wide receiver drafting lately. You mentioned... Uh, Oh man, what's his name? Butler earlier. Yep. Uh, Isabella hasn't really turned out. Uh, I forget who they drafted the year before. Was it like Chad Williams or something? Um, I forget that other wide receiver they drafted. They drafted another yeah, one the, the year Hall, before maybe. Isabella. Yeah, something like that. Uh, either Chad way, Hansen? we forget his name. Yeah, maybe Hanson. 
but you know, we forget his name for a reason. Yes. Um, yes. and it's because he is absolutely irrelevant. So outside of Hopkins, you know, you don't have a ton of, uh, wide receivers there, which is a shame, but you know, uh, third pick, uh, I think is a pretty decent shot on, uh, on a wide receiver for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fair. I'm really, I really wish I could remember that player's name. I really think it was Chad Williams, but whatever. It doesn't matter. I know it's Chad something for sure. Yeah. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and then uh, Marion Terry, he's our last wide receiver here. You have him go to the Saints in the fourth. Uh, I have him going to the Browns in the fourth. Um, are, are, is your Saints logic pretty much in line when we were t- with mine when we were talking to Tyler, Tyler, yeah, Tyler Wallace? Yeah, he's a physical dude. Guy. He's explosive. He can kind of do a lot of things. Um, you know, he's, he's not the most polished route runner, but overall I think he's just a good receiver and the Saints could use some more depth there. You, you're hoping that you get the breakout from, um, what's his name, Trey Quinn. But, I mean, other than Trey Quinn Smith and obviously Michael Thomas, I feel like you don't have a ton there. Yep, that's fair. I got him going to the Browns. This is a depth play and a, a potential hedge against OBJ leaving or something like that. So simple as that. Uh, tight ends. We got three tight ends we're going to go over. Kyle Pitts was a difficult one for me. You got him going to the Cowboys in the first. We know Jerry Jones likes him. And I got him going to the Falcons in the first. Uh, do you have the Cowboys staying put, trading up? Um, I, I, in this scenario, I had him stand put. It's basically just the Nightmare Eagle scenario that I was alluding to earlier. Cowboys get Pitts, <laughs> the Giants grab. Uh, Smith, both like right before the Eagles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just think if you're the Cowboys, sure, you could use defense, you could use offense tackle, but if you're going to win with the team you've built, it's going to be on offense. So just get the most terrifying skill players out there for Dak and just go put up 50 a game. You're going to give up 35, 40, but if you're throwing, you know, if you have these weapons that you have, you're going to have, you know, two to three year window of just having one of the most lethal offenses ever. Yeah, you can't complain about that. And you know, Jerry likes the tight end. He had Winton for a long yep. time. And that's what he's going on to do with uh, Pitts there. This is one I struggled with. I told you, like, I really have no idea. What, and as if anyone does, no idea yeah. what the Falcons are going to do. Yep. I think trading back makes a ton of sense. But if they don't, you know, if you want to reestablish that Gonzalez Hooper kind of thing with Matt Ryan, Kyle Pitts is your guy. Mm-hmm. Um, even in my scenarios, though, when I had. Uh, the, the Falcons trading back. I figured, hey, you know what? The Bengals need a tight end. You give Burrow a weapon. Uh, the Dolphins need a tight end. So I really never had him going down to the Cowboys as much as it makes a ton of sense. And I like that story. I, I could never pull it off. And then it was starting to break the other story as I was telling myself about the Bengals and the Dolphins. So I just stuck with the Falcons and didn't want to play the game. Man, Matt Ryan has been around a while. You just said Matt Ryan and Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, that man. really puts into perspective how long Matt Ryan's been playing. I think uh, 2007 draft class, I think. Wild. He was drafted with that uh, Flacco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is something else. Yes, um, that is, I mean, I'm just blowing my mind right now. But yeah, yeah. I, know. I mean, it makes sense. It's I amazing. think that's the most logical spot for Pitts. Yeah, I mean, just so, some other names. I think Roddy White played with him, too. Yep. There, Julio, uh, I think, was a baby. Yeah, you know, Steven Jackson was there. Um, Burner Turner, I think, yep, was there. Michael yeah. Turner, yeah. Michael Turner and Steve yeah. Jackson. Yeah, that, that was on paper. A long time ago, man. Yeah, yeah, shame. Um, Pat Fryermuth, both of us got him going to the Jaguars at the two. That just fills a need, man. It seems too yeah. easy. Yeah, I mean, they need tight end. They got a young quarterback. It just makes so much sense. They've got a good bit of receivers. As you mentioned, they got James Robinson. I think, you know, getting a good young tight end to pair with a good young quarterback just makes too much sense. 
Yeah, and then uh, Brevin Jordan. Um, I like both our picks. You got him going yep. to the Chargers in the second. I got him to the Bills. Obviously, Chargers just lost Hunter Henry. Bills just don't have anyone. Knox hasn't really panned out yet. So I think it makes most, a lot of sense for both. Yeah, yeah. Same logic I have with that Eagles trade up, right? Getting Ertz to the Bills. You know, it makes sense getting a, a young tight end that you can build around with Brevin Jordan. Yeah, yeah. I, I think both those picks make sense. I'd be curious to see which one of us is, is right. And the answer is probably neither of us. Yeah, but, probably neither. Yeah. He'll be a Patriot or something. Yep. <laughs> no, they like their tight ends. <laughs> oh man. So that, uh, that wraps up the exercise there. Will. yeah, I'm excited. We got the draft coming up. I mean, obviously it gives, it's almost like a draft pool that we have here, right? Get, you know, there's nothing on the line really, but it just gives you a reason to root for guys to go to certain places and just really want to see where everyone goes. Yeah. And it's a, if you haven't done it, I it's sit down and, you know, just use our names or, or grab an actual draft board and, you know, play around with it because it's, it's fun running all the different scenarios yeah, and what's this team yeah. going to do and you know it's it's fun until you get to the falcons and then yeah. it's just it's you not fun anymore. It's gonna happen. yeah, yeah. I mean, it can make you get you thinking right and especially if it's dynasty it gets you thinking about the league and what everyone needs and you know then you can kind of take that and implement to that to your actual league and look around at the teams in your league and see what everyone needs we've been making some moves here in the past week trying to better ourselves and then you know better some draft positioning by getting you know, some of our fringe players to teams that are a little, you know, not, not as deep as us. So, you know, it's definitely a good exercise to maybe get your mind back and, and get you into the swing of things for dynasty. Yeah, absolutely. So give it a try. Uh, but that is going to uh, wrap up today's episode. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next uh, two weeks. Well, I guess we can uh, maybe do a dynasty review, talk about all our trades and everything from our season. Yeah, we we'll do a that. I mean, fun episode sure last we'll, year. We'll do a little um, little recap of the draft, see how we're feeling about how how this went, but how you know what some of our favorite guys, biggest movers, and you know shakers of how the the picks affect where we think we want to take them. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, so until then, again, probably two weeks. Always remember, folks, trust your board.